Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 412. We are at podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. And sorry about the big head earlier, so it's OBS. From time to time, if you have not figured it out by now, when we go live every Tuesday, somebody's Skype screen always gets distorted. Either it's uber big or uber small, not focused or not available. So I had to restart OBS like three, four times like Fred Sanford's truck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Part of my voice, I think I'm getting over a cold, so I think I'm over the hard part of it. So, thankfully, water. Mm. I know that feeling. <laughs> I hear that. We are live tonight, the week of June 25th, 2019, here on Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um... If, you, if you're watching us from somewhere, come on into the chat room and join us. You can find us at twitch.tv slash anime jam session and, or also hosted by the awesome people at VOG Network. So you can find us at twitch.tv slash VOG Network. And in our chat room, Ranger Serena says hi. So hi, Ranger Serena. What's up, girl? And don't forget to join us over on our Discord, uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Each of the shows on here have a chat room. So swing by, come on out, and have a good time. Oh, man. Ugh. I think by this time next week, I am most likely going to have the air conditioner in the window. I mean, I don't... I, I, it's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's getting a bit humid out there. Yes. Yeah, just a little bit. And, and also, I am glad y'all cannot hear the loud commotion going on upstairs either. Mm -hmm. I can hear a little bit of it. Oh, God. You, 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 you think the kid upstairs was, get, was being killed with the beating he's getting? I don't know. Jesus. I mean, this that is definitely a family that screams at one another quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, especially on Saturdays. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. So, let's see what's on the agenda tonight. So, how is everybody tonight? Eh. Sleepy. You know? Okay. <laughs> oh, Tay. All right. Okay. So, all right. So this is the part of the show where we're going to go around the room, uh, our virtual room, with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, well, payday was today. But uh, again, most of that went straight to the uh, the rent. Mm. I'm pretty sure most was going to go to the car payment because I had a bit of a money fuck up last week. But it'll get sorted out, I think. Well, that's good. Other than that, it's been mostly uh, uneventful aside from some uh, personal stuff. And uh, I'd, I saw a stomping ground on uh, Tuesday night. Not yeah. Tuesday night, uh, Sunday night. But uh, it was underwhelming, and uh, I didn't really get that much uh, enjoyment out of it. I, I didn't even go over to any kind of like friend's house or whatever to watch. I just, uh, you know, my friend has his uh, apps is right, information right. for the WWE mm -hmm. app saved on my PS4, so I'm like 
whatever, click. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, I don't even think I stayed up for the whole thing. Like ten, I forgot there were like one or two more matches around ten ish when I went to bed. So mm. you can always catch the rest on the dirt sheets. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just work stuff, and uh, well, it's getting hotter and more humid out, and the booths are not prepared for it. Yikes. So that's going to be fun. Mm. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Can't she hear us? There we go. For some reason, my, my wireless keyboard likes to forget that it's on. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> um, it was okay. Uh, just, yeah, just working on stuff. I finally have a new D&D group. So we're getting ready to write up our characters for a Numenera game tomorrow. Roll for initiative. Um, so I'm very excited to get to nerd out and be social like a human being. So yeah, um, I'm a cleric and I usually play Halfling for those who are interested. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited and so we're going to get together tomorrow. Otherwise, uh, on Thursday, I will be working on a project with my friend Alana Outlet Cosplay, and we will be talking about Oticon, getting ramped up for that, because for those of you who are in Kong Crunch mode, not the cereal, mm. um, Oticon's in 30 days, uh, and for those of you who do not know, I am part of Photo Suite there now, I don't run the media bay anymore, so if you want to come see me and get your lovely picture, picture, all your right angles, correct sides of face, um, making sure your wig your, your weave and your armor <laughs> is in the right place. That's my, my job. So you can definitely come see me at Otakon. I know that's a little bit away, but yeah. So that's pretty much my weekend day right now. Awesome. Mako-chan, how was your weekend day? As if I already didn't know. Yeah, this weekend was awesome. Um, I For his birthday, I ended up getting Ranma tickets to go see Beetlejuice. So I was hanging out with him this weekend, and holy shit, the Beetlejuice musical is amazing. Yes, yes it was. It's raunchy and crude, and I thought it was actually kind of like a combination of the movie and the TV series, like the cartoon. Yeah. Um, just because there's definitely more camaraderie, um, more of a friendship between... Lydia and BJ for a while. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of fun and campy and all of that. So it was really cool. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that was most of my week because I was off on Monday. And the only thing I did basically was go to the dentist. And that didn't take Now it's back to reality. But four-day week, so... That's not bad. See, yeah. Uh -huh. See, my, I'm like, oh, it's already Tuesday. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> so, my weekend day is basically the same as Mako's. Uh, we went to go see Beetlejuice the Musical, and it was it was really amazing. Um, and like she said, it was raunchy, but it wasn't raunchy in a bad way. It was raunchy in a good way. It's like, you know how you had that one friend that tells, like, the really bit of the bad slash perverted joke but it's just funny and everybody laughs it was like that you know it was like beautiful says something and everyone goes ha, ha 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 oh yeah as opposed to yeah that, yeah no 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 but um <laughs> we did listen to the soundtrack uh on, on our travels on sunday so that was kind of fun so yes the soundtrack is 
free to listen to on Amazon Prime and Spotify. Yeah, you said Spotify. Yeah. I might end up purchasing like a digital download of it because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I because it's streaming for free, I won't, you know, I, I definitely want it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to drive myself crazy trying to uh, get it right away. But I would like a physical copy. What I would really like and what I hope they do is that they end up recording this and putting out um, like an original cast DVD or Blu-ray because that I would buy. Hell yeah. Yeah, so basically that was our weekend day. Besides me, work was work, was work. you know, it was all good. Can't complain about that, so. So now we'll go to the next part of our show, um, Weekly Nerd Swag, where each one of us will tell us y'all about something cool that we've bought and we want to share it. You know, think of it as a nerdy show and tell. And I guess I can go first. So y'all know I have a thing for t-shirts and depending on what it is, I will pick up and buy it. So I went, when we went to see uh, Beetlejuice the Musical, I got one of the musical t-shirts that says, Lydia and Barbara and Adam and Charles and Delia and Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. (laughs) Nice. And on the back, it has the official Beetlejuice logo. Underneath it says the musical, the musical, the musical. So that's my cool nerd swag. And I like how the shirt is not like really black. It's like a washed, a wash black material. Like like stonewashed jeans from back in the day, that type of style. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. Yep. All right, um, Michael Chan, what's with the little Pikachu down there? Yeah. So, um, one of my friends has been in Japan for two years, and uh, for those two years, you know, I, I know I've talked about that. Uh, mm-hmm. She's basically gone shopping and picked up random stuff, and whatever she has not wanted, she's sold. So this was one of the things, and it's a collection um, that you can find in uh, the, some of the Pokemon centers. I think uh, Nintendo World in York has part of it, um, but it's Pikachu in various Pokemon uh, sleeping bags. Mm. Um, and they have a whole variety of them. Uh, the Eevee one that's here. Uh, there's this one with uh, kind of like a like tired face. Um, there's gigantic ones with smiling faces and even tinier ones that are keychains. Um, but I saw this one and I'm like, it's Pikachu and it's Eevee. It's, you know, two of my favorites. So I had to have it. And now I'm showing it to everybody. <laughs> and it has ears, and it actually also has a little tail. Um, so it's it's really adorable. That is precious. All right, Ari, what you got? I uh, I'm usually not into the like big into like the uh, pop figurines, mm-hmm. but if I see like one or two out that I uh, really want, I'll get and uh. This is one of one of my older ones. It's a uh, Iron Sheik pop figurine. That's cool. I tell you, I put you in the camel clutch. I break your back. I fuck your ass, and I make you humble. 
I mean, I do have to agree with you on the whole aspect of, of, of the pop figurines. I know people have massive collections, and I have a nice collection of, like... I, yeah, I see them in, like, like walls of still-boxed figurines, mm. which I only have, like, a couple of them, and they're out of the box just sitting around up there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, have, I have a good, you know, dozen to two dozen... Um, my big thing is I try to collect the ones of characters that I cosplay or characters that I would eventually like to cosplay. See, I have ones I do cosplay, such as Spike the Dragon from MLP, but, like, I collect for the characters in the waifus, like, I have Sailor Moon, I have Sailor Venus, I have Ochako, um, Twilight Sparkle, you know, Velma Dinkley, you know, I, I have those, so I have between... Eight um between eight and ten pops, and in our chat room, RG Power says he's not into pops except for Sailor Jupiter. I have the Sailor Jupiter. Yeah, they also don't sell any Pokemon ones, so oh, it's good like you're gonna get an Ash one anytime soon, you know? Oh my God! If Funko got the license for that, oh my. God. Yeah, yeah, that that would definitely it be a money. Yeah. Yes. But the thing is, I think Nintendo would try to put out something similar themselves so that they didn't have to share. Yeah, that does sound like them. Yeah. True. Yeah. But yeah, I I still need to get the Velma pop. I should have gotten it when they first came out because now Velma's like 40 bucks. And so is Luigi. What, you know, because, you know, um, Alcrea wants Luigi, so... Yeah, I, um, yeah, they're, they, they get up there in price and get really popular. Um, though some of them, I know like two or three of them I've gotten like dirt cheap for like five bucks. Sometimes you get lucky. Yeah, um, like the, I have, um, Amethyst and Pearl. Mm Mm-hmm. So those two I got for really cheap from Hot Topic. Cool. And don't but to... now I have one of them signed, and, so... And Think Geek is always doing buy two, get one free. But um, Ichigo, what do you got to show off today for uh, Weekly Nerd Swag? Well, um, I guess it's not really anything like... I mean, it's art, because that's kind of one of my nerds, is I collect a lot of art that's either... Um, like uh, Macabre oh, or like fantasy inspired. Um, so I have a weird story behind this one. If I can pop it off my wall. Um, so I got this one because uh, to walk around um, artist alley sometimes with like big boxes of candy bars that we give out to the artists because they work really really hard. Yeah. And so I was out with them. You're getting distorted, you go. Oh no! I don't know what's going on. I have I have not changed any of my settings. I blame okay. Skype. We didn't lose her, oh, did no. we? Now uh, she went into a freeze frame mode, but oh no! 
And as SciGuy98 tells us, it says that Skype routing is really terrible. Yeah, you would think with something that doesn't use that much bandwidth would run so much better, but, you know. Are we better now? Is it better now? Kinda, sorta. Uh, I don't know what I can do, guys. Well, we work with it the best we possibly can. You know how we do. (laughs) Okay, but did everybody kind of hear the story? Yeah. Okay, well, I go around with friends sometimes and give chocolate bars to artists in artist alleys. And as a thank you gift, one of the artists that I really, really liked, and we just started talking about unicorns and, like, how they need friends because if they get apples stuck on their horns, like, they can't remove them themselves. Weird unicorn, weird stuff, okay? But, yeah, so this is my nerd. Cool. It's nice. Yeah, it's just a really sweet little, little, um, unicorn. But yeah, oh yay, unicorns. Cool. Precious, wholesome things. You precious bean, you. Okay, so now that we got that out the way, we have a lot to cover tonight, and most of it is my fault, because I, I just find stuff as we as we come along. So I will make sure to cover this, not as quickly as possible, but with much quality as I possibly can. So, so now, first thing we're going to talk about is a statement coming out of Anime Milwaukee. And let me pull it up here. Um, and this is, this is, for those of you who want to know, this is something in regards to between Anime Milwaukee and Anime Midwest. Due to an incident that happened at Anime Milwaukee last year, they did not mention what the incident was. But the long and short is that Ryan Koff has been banned from Anime Milwaukee and the Hyatt Regency Milwaukee. And from my understanding, he's also been banned from Marriott property as well. So here's here's the statement as it goes. As leadership of Anime Milwaukee, we take safety standards seriously. This is why we am. KE Parent Nonprofit Organization, the Entertainment and Culture Promotion Society Incorporated, are choosing to come forward about an incident that happened at our show and the preventive action we have taken since. Anime Milwaukee can confirm there was an incident involving Mr. Koff, a representative of Anime Midwest, at AMKE 2018. In this case, per protocol, Milwaukee PD will call them by Hyatt staff. Convention staff also responded to assist the attendee as needed until we were dismissed by the police upon their arrival. Our details are pretty sparse from there, since this became a matter for law enforcement personnel. For our part, Mr. Cuff was immediately banned from the convention for 2018 and all future years. He is not permitted to attend AMKE in any capacity, and we were also informed that the Hyatt Reese Milwaukee has banned him from their property. Our convention chair at the time, Corey Wood, acted decisively to ensure Mr. Koff and all associated events staff and promotional materials were ejected fully from Anime Milwaukee's event space. Anime Milwaukee often does reciprocal convention swaps for badges, a promotional table, program book advertisements, etc. All representatives are required to honor convention policy. This was a clear violation. We have not partnered with, nor we will promote Anime Midwest or any events affiliated with Mr. Koff. We recognize that this was an instance where our safety policies fell short and we are taking all feedback to heart. At AMKE 2019 this past year, we made sure to step up communication, ensuring ensuring attendees 
would know what to do should they need assistance. We also increased visibility of our staff, so our attendees knew how to find someone if help was needed. As we have done for multiple years now, we coordinate directly with Milwaukee Police, private security, and venue security. For AMKE 2020, we will continue to introduce new policies and tools. The safety of our attendees and staff is our number one priority. We welcome your feedback and criticisms at ecpsociety at animemilwaukee.org. Entertainment and Culture Promotion Society, ECPS Board of Directors, Timmy Huseman, Convention Chair. And that's how you handle it. That, that, that's how you do it. That's how you handle it. Because in recent years, there's been stuff going on at conventions along the lines of harassment. And cons will just sit on it till it gets to a boiling point. Whereas, Amy Milwaukee jumped on it right away and severed ties. Knowing that this man, Ryan Koff, runs several conventions. They put the safety of their fans and their congoers above all else. More conventions need to do that. So, well, okay. So I guess not so much, much like devil advocate as corporate side of it. I guess right. A lot of cons do have things in play to handle these kind of things. However, the staff isn't properly trained mm-hmm. to address it. I don't think um, because I know that there are a few cons that actually have phone numbers. I know is super helpful right now. Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to make you aware of the other side of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it really sucks to see cons that don't either don't handle it at all publicly, which is what a lot of conventions do, unfortunately, because they have to figure it out through their corporate structure, which is very empathetic or very helpful to a lot of victims. And, and then some conventions fall on the sort of well business. And so they have to keep business connections or whatever. So they kind of like either kind of mums the word where it's not really spoken about or or handled publicly where it should like there should be an address like what anime milwaukee has done or um they just don't have anything instituted at all where like their staff's not trained to handle it so i think anime milwaukee handled and i think that that was a good way that that the changes is starting you're you're lagging out again like that we saw ron my can't do anything about that i know i'm sorry okay we're going to run a hundred foot cable from from your router down to that computer i I wish i could but yeah um it's called taping it along the corners and the crevices that's what you do we already do that for one of our other ones i I have an Ethernet hardwire upstairs. It's just down here in my studio. I do not. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate that some uh, anime Milwaukee addressed it appropriately. Mm. Well, that's good. I mean, I have a feeling he's going to try to. F- Go go do a lawsuit against them for for their actions, but I don't think he has a ch- a chance. I don't think he has. I don't think he's gonna be able to get away with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's see what else is going on here. And for some reason, Anime News Network is getting lagged. Oh, come on, come on. Oh shit. The story we was going to talk about cannot be pulled up on Anime News Network. Ain't that a bitch? 
I'm seeing it just fine on my end. Is about the Mario Kart thing. Yeah, I'm gonna try to refresh to see if it comes up again. Because I'm getting a 500 error. But um, if, is it fine? Clearest day on mine. All right, uh, I I'll take your story. You cover this. Okay, so the oh, intellectual. Now it comes up. All right. Okay then. I'll take it. All right. Sorry about that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, live, normally you say live radio, in this case, live television, live streaming, y'all. <laughs> I just thought this might help with lag. So All right. We're going to see. So far, so good. Okay. Let me just readjust your screen. and um, There you go. Remember, Ichigo, jazz hands. <laughs> Yeah. And Dr. Tetsu, you got it right. Live television, boys and girls. <laughs> All right, now, we've talked about this on prior episodes about a company called Mario Car, where they use um, Mario Kart IPs to advertise their go-kart racing in Japan. This time, they have been told they have to pay 50 million yen to Nintendo for IP damage. According to the Oof. Tokyo District Court, the Intellectual Property High Court, they've released their full text of the judgment regarding Nintendo versus Mari Mobility Development, which they used to be known as Mari Car. The court ruled in favor of Nintendo and told MMD to pay 50 million yen, which translates to $466,000 to Nintendo, which it originally was 10 million yen, which they were told to pay in 2017. They re- the court released a 130-page document that tells MMD to cease its use of Nintendo's logos and remove it from their business operations, everything, including the carts. The go-kart rental company was also told to unregister the Mari Car domain name. Nintendo argued in court that the term Mari Car with a K. Now, the original domain name that they were told to get rid of is Mari Car with a C. So... Now, Nintendo argued that the term Mario Kart is well known as a reference to the game Mario Kart, and that Mario Kart did not have permission to use Mario characters' costumes commercially, nor did it have permission to use footage and photos from Nintendo's games for publicity purposes. Nintendo issued a press release regarding the dispute February of last year. Mario Kart stated that it had an agreement with Nintendo that allowed its service to operate, but Nintendo lodged an objection with Japan's patent office over Mario Kart's trademarking its name in September of 2016. The office rejected the objection in January 2017 on the grounds that Mario Kart slash Mario Kart C and K is not a widely used abbreviation. Regardless, Mario Kart changed its name to Mario Mobility Development. The proceedings for the lawsuit began in April of last year. At that time, Nintendo was seeking damages of 10 million yen, which is about 89 grand. MMD initially argued that it was not responsible for its customers' use of costumes and go-karts since they were provided by a, by a third party that MMD maintains a relationship with and that they were on, on furnishing and maintaining the go-karts. MMD let visitors go careening through the streets of Tokyo through famous districts like Akihabara, Shibuya, and Harajuku. It was a specially popular service with foreigners who made up about 90% of the clientele and only needed an international driver's license to participate. Now, if you haven't been following, there is a giant go-kart track that opened up in Niagara Falls. I think that's a a sanctioned Nintendo go-kart for Mario Kart. I don't remember. But I also know... There is one here 
in September, October in New York City where you can do the same thing that is actually sanctioned by Nintendo. Now, I understand you got to come up with something, you know, to like a gimmick to get people to know what you want to do. And what's an easy gimmick? Mario Kart. Everybody knows Mario Kart. But the issue is if they went with that, Nintendo's going to ask for X amount of money that they couldn't do. So they figured, let's kind of go this route. It doesn't always work. Case in point, in the groove. <laughs> so... Hopefully, I'm, hopefully, if we're lucky, another company will rise up from the ashes and properly and legally obtain the license to do go-karting under Mario Kart in Japan. <sighs> Shit, I didn't even update the track. My bad. Now we're, gonna, now we're gonna update it again. Ari brought this to our no. Um, this was brought to our attention about Japanese artists that have created anime characters for each of the flags of the 2020 Olympics. Ichigo, yep, I figured, that was me. Yep, Ichigo, I figured the designs of this would be something right up your alley. Unfortunately, the article will not open for me. Jesus. World dash like worldhyphenflags.org. You can do go there as well. That's why I put two uh, links wait, down there. World dash flags.org. Okay, let me open up the second line. Give me just a second. Yeah, except when you do that, it's all in Japanese or Korean. Japanese, I think. Yeah. All right, hold, let, let me click on okay. something. All right, I have Google Chrome, yeah. so it will roughly translate. Yeah. I, I, some of it's trans, some of it is translated, not all of it, but depending on your browser, like I know the new Microsoft Edge powered by Chromium, it'll auto translate it. Chrome will auto translate it. Opera, get your shit together. That's what I'm doing wrong. No, yeah, it's not opening. Sorry, guys. Opening just fine for me. Well, I think it's because the links are connected. No. So they... I have to type it in for some reason. The way that it's connected in the OneNote article, because I have tried multiple ways to open it, it is not opening for me. It's I'm not clicking. opening for me either. It's All I get is Japanese and pictures. It's opening for me. And me. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's opening for me now. And I remember seeing these. Um, so. Tokyo, this has been floating around Facebook. Um, Ichigo, 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 Ichigo. Ichigo. project is introducing the flags of the world personified as him. Yes. You might have to turn off your video for the rest what, of the show. Yeah, let me just do that. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, so... Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, if you've seen this floating around Facebook, you'll know that uh, the Japanese 2020 Olympics has an unofficial project going on of creating samurai-style or traditional Japanese-style versions of each of the flags of the world. Um, which means, like, samurai or firefighters or Japanese monks personified with the colors of each country's flag. 
Please note that the artists retain the copyright to their art, but reposting to introduce the project is all right and also encouraged um, is fan art. So I would say cosplay and things like that. The only thing that they do is please show them on Twitter with hashtag hashtag world flags underscore FA and they say, let's get pumped for Tokyo 2020 together. And you can see me doing a little pump up dance, but I'm not. So it's fine. Um, it's an unofficial project, though. They want to make that clear. And the project isn't affiliated with the government at all. However, they do want to use it to pump up the Olympics. So if you've seen this art floating around, it's super fun. I know there's going to be a ton of cosplays of it. And definitely hashtag them and follow the artists because it looks like a really fun project. Mm-hmm. And for the time being, I grabbed Ichigo's uh, Facebook profile picture where she's judging everybody. So we got that going for us. So what do you think about the uh, the models modeling the uh, the armor based on the flags? What do you mean by the models? They're, it, it, uh... The people wearing the uh, armor that looks like the flag, in other words. Uh, I mean, there are. So I haven't seen anyone in person doing cosplays of this yet. I've only ever seen the art, and I think they look pretty cool. I mean, like the guy in a, wearing the American flag armor looks... Uh, it looks very, very pretty. For instance, the Japanese guy looks like a uh, looks almost like a normal samurai. I guess you want to say. I mean, samurai did come from Japanese culture, so most guys dressed in who are Japanese dressed in samurai armor are going to look like traditional samurai. Don't know why the uh, sweet, but like that. I mean, like I, I again, I'm not one of those fangirls that's going to be like, "Ew, look at Bishi! Oh my god!" Like, I've never been that kind of fangirl. So pretty, pretty, I'm hand-quoting right now, pretty guys don't are not attractive to me because they're just part of a story. Sorry. Sorry any crazy Bishonen out there that wanted to try and woo this fair maiden, but uh, now I'm good. Trust me, I've I tried several cool. times in the past. <laughs> I mean, like, I think it's cool. Like, I think the designs are neat. I like the clothes and stuff. But at the same time, like, I don't get my jimmies wriggled by some fancy dudes. Mm-hmm. It's not my it's not my cup of tea, y'all. The Swede looks like a bride with the uh, veil with the unnecessary veil he's got over his head, but I've heard that some people think that this is just another version of Hitalia. Yeah, a couple of people on my Facebook were going Hitalia, and I was like, I get it, I understand it, but no. But I like the designs more than Hitalia. Mm, same. And RG Power says he wants to cosplay Philippines. You should go for it, dude. Yeah, I want to see all the cosplays of this. I think it'd be really cool. I would love, maybe at some convention in 2020, somebody does, you have like, as part of opening ceremonies, everyone does this type of cosplay, you know? That would be really cool. That would be neat if they sanctioned it, but again, like they said, it's unofficial, so if the government did fund something like this, it would be kind of neat. But overall, I don't expect to see it. I ain't talking to government. I'm just talking a bunch of nerds getting together at a con doing this. Oh, yeah. I could see that in the States, but maybe not in Japan? I don't know. Mm. All right, so who's taking the next one? Uh, I believe that's you. Okay. Yep. Let's see. The, the organizers of Comic Market, or Comic Head, Japan's largest event for self, 
for selling self-published doujins, revealed on June 18th that they will implement a policy for Comic Cat 96 this summer, where attendees must purchase a wristband for 500 yen to be able to attend an event each day. And the wristband color will change daily. Mm. Uh, 500 yen is about a little less than 5 bucks. Uh, the organizers urge attendees to purchase the wristbands in advance and participate in bookstores. Attendees can also purchase a print catalog as a guide to an event, which will include the wristbands for all four days. And digital catalogs will not bundle them. The organizers stated last November that they were considering an entrance fee for the summer 2019 and winter 2019 events, Kyle gets 96 and 97, due to the temporary change in venue. The organizers also stated in December they were considering having hours with free admission, but the new policy announcement on June 18th did not outline any free hours, but it did state that's possible the organizers will ease the wristband restrictions or any event itself. Comic-Con ordinarily has no entry fee for general attendees. The organizers previously stated it's implementing measures due to increase in cost of running the event for four days across two venues and also due to the smaller floor space available, which the organizers predict will lead to fewer Dojin G circles, fewer commercial booths, and less ads. The charges will be about a safety measure to prevent congestion in a smaller area. That's a little more understandable. Due to renovations for the Summer Olympics, the event will have less space at its normal venue at the Tokyo Big Site in 2019. Comic-Con will still play the regular Dojin circles at Tokyo's Big Site Exciting West Eviction Hall and two areas in South Exhibition Hall, but the booths for the commercial companies will be about one and a half kilometers away. In the Aomi Exhibition Hall near the Rinkai train lines, Tokyo Teleport. Tokyo Teleport Station? Huh. I thought I read that wrong, but I figured, like, they have teleporters in Japan? I'm like, that, that kind of sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're uh, trying to uh, get some money back from the uh, smaller venues, I guess. I, I can't see... It's like the great idea is wristbands! Give everybody wristbands! I don't think they always work. I mean, it it depends. Um, I don't know. It, it's I, it doesn't seem to me to be any different than their other kind of lottery mm-hmm. systems, where you basically line up to get a ticket to line up. That sounds like a really really huge comic book convention it, 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 it is but the thing is I, I'm going off of the aspect of what usually happens at conventions here in the US when it's a great idea to just hand out a wristband sometimes it's not always the best idea in the world but people you, are going to try and get around them right but given in Japan there's a, there's a lot of honor at stake here I'm not saying that saying it to be a dick, but I'm just saying it's a high-level honor and respect, so I can understand them using wristbands, but I'm just thinking it from the American aspect of, you know, it doesn't, wristbands don't always work, you know? Well, no, I mean, Japan is pretty good with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they do the whole ticket thing for a lot of their cafes when they open. Right, but the cafes so are really will... small, though, more or less. Hmm? But when they do it for the cafes, it's a small group of people, so it's not so bad. 
Well, yeah, no, that's think... just the thing is the people will line up for these uh, either to get into the cafes or the stores and then they're handing tickets and these tickets will have a number on it. And that number w- number will determine which group is able like what group they're in to go in and what right. order. Mm-hmm. So if they have, you know, between one and 20, they're in group one, but they could have, you know, they could be the first one in that line and get a ticket for 120. Yeah. So then they're stuck waiting around. So I don't know. I think they do it better. Just because they they make it completely random. So it doesn't matter where in that line you are. They basically do a lottery system. Plus plus there's a lot more people, a lot more civilized as well, you know. Well, and also, like, like you were talking about, Ranma, where, like, the society is a little bit more, I, it's not so much, like, honorable as it is, like, they have a shame society. So if you tell a lie or you do something that affects a group of people, you're more than likely to get found out or, like, pointed out because they have technical applications of their systems in play to figure out if you're lying. Mm. Um, so as opposed to like the states like i would say in the states alternatively a wristband would probably work for smaller venues um but i feel like a lot of cosplayers and stuff like that i know i've seen um at least especially cosplayers i know regular membership the the problem i've heard story-wise with wristbands because this is already an application in the states with the 18 plus wristband at a lot of places is that people will slide the wristband off and allow their friends to use it illegally. Um, That's the only thing I could foresee being an issue, especially also with security, because a wristband is a little harder to look for because your wrist usually falls at your waist um, instead of above your chest. So there could also be an issue with that. But Mm. hopefully it works out for them in Japan because Comic Cat is pretty much an industry standard like over there a lot of conventions tend to be more industry related than they are here and there's a lot more industry networking and stuff like what comic cons kind of used to be back in the day in the right. states but yeah right but you know part of me still wants to hit a comic Cat at least once even with the crowds you know so i don't think it'll happen anytime soon but it'd still be cool Mm. All right, hey, uh, let's see, what do we have here? Hey, uh, Mako-chan? Mm-hmm? Can you tell me why the Pokemon fans are upset again? Because they're Pokemon fans. So, yeah, um, a lot of Pokemon fans are pissed off over the new games. And not for anything other than they don't get to catch them all. So, yeah, um, during the whole Pokemon Live that happened right before E3, it was announced that there would only be a select number of Pokemon in the new Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Uh, They also announced that there will be no Mega Stones or Z Crystals in the new games, So that means no Mega Evolutions and no Z-Powers. 
Instead, they're going to be replaced by Dynamics, which is the ability to make your Pokemon gigantic. That's the new gimmick for this friend. Yeah. So they got to focus on that. Yeah, so basically, it's it's not even that. They said that they're putting so much into the art and into, you know, taking all of this and putting it on the Switch that they didn't want to bloat it with, you know, this this would make it over a thousand Pokemon. Right. And having to have some way to put all of these Pokemon in game and make them catchable... They said that would take too much of the resources that they're trying to put into making it a full open world kind of thing. Um, One of the issues that had people upset is that um, they are switching out Pokemon Bank, which is what the handheld games used to be able to transfer the older Pokemon into the newer games. Mm -hmm. Um, They're redoing that as Pokemon Home to be able to transfer that stuff into the new games and even being able to transfer Pokemon Go Pokemon out of Pokemon Go and into uh, Sword and Shield. Or at least being able to store it into Home. With that, people assumed that they would be able to take every single Pokemon they've ever had and transfer them into the new games. Well, unfortunately, at least to start, because, you know, basically this was the same thing with um, the whole Alolan region Pokemon. Is it didn't start out with every Pokemon. And I don't think people remember that. Nope. It started out with, you know, you were only able to catch the Pokemon in the game. And then they released the ability to transfer the Pokemon from Pokemon Home into the game. But... They wait like they waited almost a month, two months to be able to do that. And they didn't have mega stones to begin with. That almost that took until basically like four or five months later that they started releasing mega stones into the game. So people aren't remembering this and they're bitching like mad that they can't quote unquote actually catch them all. So then there are some people going, you know, well, I would rather have all of the Pokemon instead of this new power-up dynamics. You know, so there are people going, well, you know, get rid of this whole system that we've been begging you for to have, you know, an at-home Pokemon game for an actual console. You know, get rid of that and just give us what we've been having over and over and over again. And the long and short of it is that people basically will never be happy. Yep. Of course they won't. I would just I just want to say basically no offense. Sit down, shut the fuck up. You're going to buy the game anyway. All your bitching and moaning and whining ain't going to do you a lick of good till you realize that you are the last one in your squad not with the game and you're going to go ahead and buy it. Now, yeah. there are people who did who did data mining and said that there is room on the car, on the game card for all 1,000. I got into a pissing fight with somebody about this. Evidently, this person does not know coding as well. It's, it's not 
feasibly possible to put all 1,000 Pokemon with full detailing as they want into a Switch game card. No, which is why I'm thinking it's going to be some sort of download content that will be saved onto your Switch save. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... a, A lot of people are assuming that. Just that... You know, there's going to be some download later on after home has has been implemented that is going to, you know, whatever that cost is. Because, I mean, they're still putting, like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Pokemon in this game. Yeah. So it's, it's not like they're going, oh, well, we're only going to put 100 Pokemon in this game. You know, they're still putting a huge chunk in there. So it wouldn't be a lot to say, hey, you know, we'll allow you to bring all of these extra Pokemon, but it's going to be, you know, four gigs on your memory card on your Switch. And not for nothing, people will be like, okay, sign me up. True. (laughs) And then they'll buy bigger memory cards and so on and so forth. Now, also my thing is, it's not the end of the world if you cannot import your favorite Pokemon from a prior game to beat Sword and Shield with, okay? There are people I know who will go through these games and ignore the local Pokemon. As long as they have theirs, they can play the game. Play the game with new Pokemon. Explore. Step outside your comfort zone. Have a little fun with it, you know? I've yeah, I mean, pers- I, I wouldn't be transferring any Pokemon into the game until after I've beaten it anyway. I, I think... Yeah, so, I, yeah, same here. I honestly feel that what, they, what, what Game Freak and Nintendo should do is lock the game from adding from transferring Pokemon until you have completed the game and have it collected at least a third of the original Pokemon from the game. Once you have done that, open it up. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's and always I mean, some kind of trick to, uh, yeah. you know, open, you know, to keep people from doing that. Like older games, like mm-hmm. you know, not not give access to like the national decks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, some of the games you weren't, you you had to do, you know, do the first one. It was like, okay, you beat this game. Now here's this, you know, Pokedex. Now you can go in here and catch all of these Pokemon. Yes. It just it boggles me that there are so many people that have been begging for one of these games to be on an actual Nintendo console instead of, you know, just the small handhelds, and here it is, they've gotten their wish, and they're still not happy. Are gamers are gamers ever happy? No. Nope. No. No. They're not even happy about the Final Fantasy VII remake, and they've been begging for that. The people I mean, bitching They're not happy because Tifa doesn't have big boobs. She still does, but she's wearing a sports bra, damn it. But I mean, with any of the games, they did it for freaking the the latest Mortal Kombat. You know, oh, I'm never going to play this. Why? Because the girls don't have big titties. Exactly. The first guy he brought that up was meant that he couldn't jerk off to a a Revenant version of one of those girls. I.e., you know, a, a corpse reanimated. Remind me to bring a uh, hand sanitizer if I, ever, if I ever shake that guy's hand. I don't th- trust me, this is not the kind of guy whose hand you shake. <sighs> I bet you he has a firm grip, though. Hi, But yeah, so basically, if 
you can't get over the fact that you can't transfer your, you know, your favorite Pokemon into the game, then just keep playing the old games. Exactly. But then they're going to complain that they missed the, the graphics and this and that. Nobody will be happy. There are exactly. still people that bitch that the game, you know, has a thousand Pokemon in it. Oh no, the first 151 are fine. Gen 1ers. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. They're the reason our fandom can't have nice things. To that I say is... <sighs> Anywho, moving on. Now, this is something that we've had on our show previously called the Open Forum Topic, where we would ask a question on our Facebook page and get some feedback. Eventually, we got rid of it because we weren't getting as many uh, answers. But given what's been going on with the fandom a lot lately, I'm going to bring it back and just have a bit of a twist on it. Don't expect Open Forum to come back every week, but... Here and there. Something we could talk about outside of topics, you know, something we can kind of have a discussion about. This week, it's Neon Genesis Evangelion. What happened? Oh, boy. Now, unless your head was stuck in the sand for like the near, near half year, Netflix acquired the rights to Neon Genesis Evangelion. The fandom thought, yes, they're going to re-release the dub. They're going to re-release the subs. Fuck you, ADV Films. That didn't You're going to miss ADV Films, aren't you? People are. Those, bo- those box sets are going for three and $400 on eBay because people want them now. So, word came out that Netflix is going to redub the series. People got mad because Tiffany Grant is no longer Asuka. Which I totally get and I understand. I interviewed her several years ago. She's a really sweet lady. She's awesome. And the voice actors tell the fandom, calm down. Let's see how this plays out. And you're right. Let it all play out. And in a way, this is akin to when they redid Powerpuff Girls and got brand new voice actresses for that. And we all know how that went over. So, that went through. The series was released last Friday. I expected to hear some great things. No, I heard nothing but chaos. And you'd think that a lot of the chaos was coming from the older fandom? Not necessarily. The older and the younger fandom, I guess, you know, for a while you could find copies of the series. Just understand there is no more ADV films. It went the way the Dodo Bird. Therefore the licensing went back to Japan and here you go. If it wasn't for that, believe you me, ADV stuff would be on Hulu, Crunch, all them good streaming stuff. You got that. So the first thing people complained about were the voices and they absolutely hated it. And I get that. And this is something that we discussed on last week's show about when we brought up about uh, the voices from Sailor Moon. And I totally get that and I understand that. The second thing people complained about was the subtitles. Remember, you have a translation and a transliteration. Translation means that they translate it the best they, you know, to keep it roughly on par with the original Japanese 
and they throw in some American lingo here and there to kind of make it flow better. Because there are some jokes and references and idioms that don't really uh, translate well into English from Japanese. Right. And then you have what's called a transliteration, which is a literal translation of the series, and some of it will go over your head. And pretty much we're at the point where people are demanding Netflix um, head stick on a head on a silver platter. Then the next issue, the ending theme is no longer Fly Me to the Moon. It's a piano instrumental. Something like this happened to uh, Bio Booster Armor Giver when Manga Entertainment re-released it. If you bought though if you bought those DVDs, it is a different opening and ending theme. The original opening and ending themes are on the original VHS tapes put out by US renditions. I should know. I have them in the back in my closet. Now, at this point, people are demanding Netflix to say something. And they've been kind of quiet on it. And basically, Netflix is taking the heat for all of this. And you're probably thinking something along the lines of, how was it that Netflix screwed the pooch like this when they dropped $100 million to keep the rights to Friends for one more year? And I'll tell you. It wasn't Well, Netflix. I mean, at least it's for something they actually put out instead of Good Omens. True. And I see what you <laughs> did there. <laughs> the thing is, it wasn't Netflix. It was Studio Kara. As I followed some of the trails on Twitter and a couple of the Evangelion Facebook fan pages and groups, pretty much is this. Studio Kara handled... The translation, the licensing, and who did what voice in the dub. And some of you are probably wanting to know, who is Studio Kara? K-H-A-R-A. I will tell you, Hideaki Anno's holding group. Studio Kara is also responsible for the Evangelion movies. I have been saying this for the last three days. This is Hideaki Anno's revenge on the Ava fandom. <laughs> I mean, fuck. You he... still think Ray is hot, you fucking weebs? Look, he killed Ray in the movie, and the fans still ate it up. <sighs> so I understand why you're angry. But remember, it's not Netflix. They do take partial blame because they haven't said a goddamn thing since this was released. But it's been Studio Carol that's been behind all of this. And basically, as somebody said, if it's if it's outside of Japan, they don't care. And sometimes the long and short is that is kind of true. Because on the if you have Netflix Japan and you watch Ava, Fly Me to the Moon is on there. The original version. Evidently, when they when the rights reverted back, they didn't bother with rights outside of Japan for the song. Maybe they just couldn't get them? Or they probably didn't care. Hmm. Now, some people have said now, when Funimation handles it, the translations are different. And pretty much, from my understanding is, when, when Funimation handled the, the Ava movies, someone actually told Kara, sit down, shut up, we're doing it this way. And it happens. And now because of this, people are looking for alternate means to find Evangelion. There are box sets going for three to $500 on eBay. 
There are people jumping onto bootleg streaming sites to watch it. Torrenting of the series is just has been going up because people want to see it. I've watched it. I've seen it. I, I'm good. If you are a psych major and you want to do your senior thesis, watch all 26 episodes in the movies. If that doesn't get you your, your PhD, I don't know what will. You know what? If it doesn't get you your PhD, I'm going to call it a cruel angel thesis. hey Sorry, <laughs> if you're not here for the pun, get out. <laughs> and I understand you're mad, but understand that your anger is is slightly misdirected. You need to tweet at them and tell them they fucked up. Plain as day. And that's basically what happened to Evangelion. And basically, this is what could happen again if a popular anime series that was held by a licensor here that goes the way of the Dodo Bird. Thankfully, when ADV films dissolve, Funimation, um... Section 23 and a few other studios swooped up and got what they can. The same thing happened when Central Park Media dissolved. Other studios came in and picked up the licensing for what they could. Sometimes they will re-release the series. They may redub it. You don't know. Now, before we go into Meanwhile in Japan, quick round robin here. What is, from what you have heard and what from I have said, what are your thoughts about this? I'm pretty sure that, uh, that not only are the fans ruining this, for, ruining this for everyone who's not, you know, as into the series as they are, and might think, "Oh, hey, here's a good point way to get back into it." Right. That, yeah, you're you're totally driving them away. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, you, if you want to complain, there's a, a good way of doing it, but doing it without looking like a complete, total entitled asshole. Yep. Which is what these people are doing. It's like these people are, you know, climbing over each other to see, okay, which like, which IP has the worst fandom? Because, you know, Evangelion's really climbing that ladder. Mm. Or digging down in that hole, depending on your perception. Ichigo, Mako? Uh, I mean, I'm going to watch it because it's on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I can just stream it while not paying attention, and I can watch it in sub or dub, and just because the voice actors have changed, it doesn't matter to me, but I know that I'm also not, like, a voice actor connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Like, I hang out with some at cons because they're cool folks, but I'm not going to, like, stalk their Instagram and stuff. Um, I, I think that anybody who works in the industry it's a hard job and sometimes you get hired back for things that are redos and sometimes you don't and licensing can get crazy but I feel like it should just be enjoyed for what it is and the fact that you have new fans coming into a series that was beloved for many years I hope that it's not ruined and people aren't pushed away by elitism because I know that that is pretty rampant in a lot of fandoms and I just hope that whatever, I guess if, if you want the original, just go find the original. Yep. If you don't mind watching the dub, there you go. Marco? Um, I think there will always be issue when voice actors change. 
It's happened in many series. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the shit show that Sailor Moon became when they announced that they were redubbing the series. You know, God forbid that you miss the fact that they're redubbing the entire series mm-hmm. and giving us the original content. But, you know, screw you because you couldn't get the original actors. For that, I say, well, there were only three original actors because everybody else switched at least once, sometimes twice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what original actor are you looking for? Do you know how many voice actors Usagi herself had? Three. Um... And some of them were worse than others and made her very, very whiny and over the top. And hey, you know, I get it. It's nostalgia. It's what you grew up with. It's what you want. And I think this is the same thing. Um, They've I've found that more people are pissed off about the translation Mm. issues. Yeah. And the fact that, you know. They've retranslated it, redubbed it, and they don't like some of the ways that it went. And to that I say, look, it's... There are certain words in Japan that, depending on context, can mean two different things. So, the whole concept of Shinji and Kaoru being sexually attracted to one another. Yeah, as I've said, Kaoru is the Q of Evangelion. Like, I don't even think it was that. I mean, from the translations that I've seen, from how I personally interpreted it, and this is me, I a good yaoi story, and I love characters that, even in the actual stories, they would never get together. I love the fanfic that brings them together. I never saw these two as sexually attracted to one another. Kaoru is an angel. He's trying to fuck with the team because he's an angel. But at the same time, he's the closest angel to humanity. So he understands these feelings. So whether he said, you know, to to Shinji, I like you or I love you, I I, think think it was more you know not platonic obviously because mm-hmm. but I don't think it was it, it would be like you know your best guy friend going up to you go and saying you know what I you know what you get a hard you have a hard life and things are shit but I just want you to know that there is somebody out there that loves you and I love you I, I saw it more like that. I didn't see it as, you know what, I love you and I want to, you know, bone your brains out. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, Shinji realizes that, hey, you know, the two girls that I was going after, you know, they're not really interested in me. But here is who is essentially becoming my best friend, you know, and showing me that I have worth. And Kaoru even says, you know, one of the translations for, you know, what he says is basically, you deserve love. 
Yeah, but the thing is, you know and what? It, it, and it makes oh. and it makes oh. Shinji realize that yes, I'm not this fucked up loser that can't do well in anything that I do, because here's my new best friend telling me that I deserve to be happy. And you know especially, what it is? I was gonna say, especially because like in this case, like Shinji's character growth, you see in like the first arc of the episodes that he's basically treated like shit. Mm-hmm. Like he has no one that shows him true love. Even familial love is basically get in the fucking robot. Like I'm not going to show you any affection because you're my son and you're just going to do it. So coming into that. And then also the fact that like, he's got this kind of nuanced relationship with Ray. Cause she don't talk none. Um, but she's also like spoilers, clones of his mom, like weird stuff. Like yeah. the relationships that he forms with these other characters are never going to be, I don't know, like, quote-unquote, a romantic love, because he's never really learned that. So when he gets a character that he can have a platonic, like, brotherhood with, that actually shows him affection, that doesn't mean it's going to go to, like, the bone zone or whatever you guys want to call it. Like, <laughs> I think part of the issue is, is how Karu portrays and shows it and makes the fans think otherwise, you know? And Whereas in Japan, this is a perfectly normal thing. Well, yeah, but also, like, what, what Mako was saying was that, like, Japanese translations are really hard to do mm-hmm. because, like, I talked about when I was saying, when I went to Japan and I came home and I was talking about my trip, how Japanese words have so many meanings because they don't have words for every individual thing. Right. Like, a word has a context, and it can be taken three ways inside of that context. So, I definitely think that it... it the translation, I'm not angry about, but I know that a lot of people can be angry about it because it's going to change depending on who does it. Right. So that's just what I think. Yeah, I mean, and, and it goes back to what we said earlier, that if you don't like this translation, then just keep watching the original. I, I don't know. I kind of like that there is a main character that is confused about his feelings and doesn't really show sexual interest in anybody you know making Shinji you know for the series kind of asexual you know and screw you for trying to import feelings on him because you know it's not necessary it's not needed Now that we've got that out of the way, it's time for the part of the show that y'all really enjoy more than anything else. Let's be real here. Meanwhile, in Japan... Yo, we need this fucking brevity after that, don't we? This is the part of the show where... It's almost like a game show. Mako-chan finds odd articles, and we read them. If they make us stutter, crack our brains, she wins. I win. There you go. Tag my computer... More than it has been. I'm going to take the second article. I want the last one. Um, I'll take the first one then. Yep. Okie dokie. And, uh, well, I guess I have no one to blame for this but myself because (laughs) I found it and suggested it. Damn right. A 27-year-old man has been arrested in Tokushima, having been found with 50 MDMA tabs in his possession, most of them shaped like 
Wario. And I keep thinking of the old Super Mario Brothers 2 commercial. Or, I mean, Super Mario Land 2 commercial. Obey me, Wario! You know? Yeah, I know what you're talking yep. about, too. It's the third time... And as Asahi Asha, as reported, it's the third time this year at the man Satoshi Kishimoto has been caught with narcotics, the other two being cannabis and LSD. Third time... So this motherfucker knows how to party, in other words. And get away with it, because in Japan, the laws are crazy. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Kobe Customs told Asahi that the design has been increasing in numbers. It only takes a casual Google search to see what they mean. And someone had su- suggested that they look like, uh, you know, cereal pieces. Which, they look more like vitamins, bad. though, you know? Like, I'm thinking of Flintstones chewables. Yeah, it's Mario! Chewable vitamins. <laughs> vitamins! <laughs> You'll <Yeah>. see sound! <laughs> Take enough of these, and the sun really will die bomb out of the sky. <laughs> oh my god. Shit. Next. Okay. Now, those of you who are on my personal Facebook page know how I I fly off the handle about the subway and the mass transit of the MTA. Well. Well, not as not as much as some of your our other friends, but still. <laughs> but it's right up there. But a slug disabled 26 trains and Kyushu for an hour. Believe you me, I will be losing my proverbial shit at that point. Like an actual slug? Like the inside? Like the the, the wormy thing? Yep. Yeah. What? Let, let's get into that shit. Go. Christ. The trains of Japan have a reputation not only for being incredibly punctual, but also extremely well maintained. At each terminal, cleaning crews scour the cars from top to bottoms in a matter of minutes. And this is something we've talked about on our show previously. But it's foolish to think that more of the grimy elements of Earth would take a front to this existence sitting down. For too long have slimy creatures have been banned from the trains, and one lone slug struck back on May 30th. And Kita Kyushu City, on the island of Kyushu at about 9.40 in the morning, a blackout occurred on the JR Kagoshima line between Mohi and Space World stations, as well as the Nippo line between the Kokura and Jono stations. 26 train routes were affected in all directions, and approximately 12,000 people were affected by delays that lasted about an hour. Railway workers traced the source of the blackout to a piece of equipment called the, a disconnector switch. This is a switch that diverts electricity from a part of the system so that repairs or maintenance can be safely be done on it. In other words, when they come repair the train lines, they flip a switch to shut power so no one gets electrocuted. Disconnector switches are only used during those times because their purpose is safety. They must be guarded from people and elements. In this case, the switch housed in a box with all of its openings sealed with glue to prevent insects or small animals from wandering inside. But... 
when rail crews opened a disconnector switch on the Kagoshima line between Moji and Kokura stations, they found a bo the body of a slug that appeared to have been electrocuted. <laughs> More impressively, that the JR worker's ability to determine the slug's cause of death is the fact that it got into a highly sealed container to begin with. So a slug minding its own business found its way into a disconnector box and, and got electrocuted and shorted out the system for an hour. Revenge will be ours, slug brothers! Netizens were quite amazed by something like this. So comments such as, don't judge a book by its cover. Let us say a, player, a prayer for the slug, may it finally find peace. Slugs are a lot tougher than I thought. I guess you could say there was a bug in their system. No. They should cover those things in salt, too. <coughs> Professor Ryota Matsuo of Fukuoka Women's University confirmed to the media that slugs are capable of compressing their bodies to fit into surprisingly novel crevices. In this case, it seems like the slug managed to find a tiny unsealed gap in the disconnected switch casing. Once inside, it must have touched the cable and short-circuited the entire section of the railway. So what have we learned here, boys and girls? We have learned that slugs are formidable creatures with the potential to easily disable infrastructure and slow your commute to a screaming crawl. Should they someday be weaponized, it could very well change the face of warfare as we know it. It could also make for an interesting Call of Duty mission. In reference okay. to the fact that um, in Black Ops 2, there's a Kyushu map. I was going to say, personally, I think it's the start of a Jinjo Ito novel, but, you know. Oh, this looks like your sacrifice was not in vain. F. <laughs> Christ. Alright, Mako-chan. Okie dokie. So, uh, yeah. Um, suspected panty thief acquitted when accuser can't prove that the stolen panties found on him were hers. What a hole! What a hole! Damn it, Hop aside! So, this past June 17th, the uh, Fukuoka District Court handed down a verdict um, in a suspected panty thief trial. This happened back in July of 2016 um, that a woman states that she hung, her, uh, hung a pair of panties to dry in our balcony and they later went missing. So, 49 year old. A resident of the neighboring city of Onojo gave an inconsistent statement as to his whereabouts at, at the time that prosecutors said the theft took place. Um, unfortunately, while he was in possession of a pair of stolen panties like the one the woman went uh, said went missing, that wasn't really good enough. Because, unfortunately, the pair of panties were... Uh, a model that was readily available at mass market retailers and had no special characteristics. But while the man admitted to stealing a number of panties, he says he has no clear memory of specifically stealing <laughs> this specific woman's pair of panties. 
and unfortunately the woman did not originally notice that her panties were missing until police were asking around as part of an investigation into panty thefts and that's when she finally noticed it unfortunately she also couldn't remember if she had perhaps thrown her own panties out at that time so the judge basically said, you are being acquitted of this charge, but I would like you to think seriously about the sort of life you should lead going forward. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So unfortunately, this is the whole thing is the you have to the, the burden comes of having to establish the guilt. And if everything is circumstantial, it doesn't establish it enough. However, this guy has said that he has stolen underwear before. But it's just going to come down to what he's already said, as there's nobody there that can specifically state, you know, what panties he might have stolen are actually theirs. And then he returned to the Tendo Dojo and had ramen for dinner. <laughs> 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 what a hole! Right. What a hole! Oh my goodness. Alright, well, your little change of pace and content. Um, a Japanese teacher uses math to simplify the name of gag manga anime Bobo Bo 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 Bo. I cosplayed Bobo Bo once. It was fun. Now it's time to see if you can remember your high school proof and follow along. Bobo Bo, Bobo, Bobo may not be the most popular manga and anime in the world, but it has plenty of fans. Enough that it was voted the series with the most confusing title ever. <laughs> and with some of the crazy titles the series Japan has, that's pretty high honor. The series follows an afro and sunglasses donning superhero named you guessed it, Bobo Bo, Bobo, Bobo, who fights an evil hair-stealing empire by using the nose hairs. You know, pretty serious stuff. And what better way to honor such a series, serious series, nah, than performing some math on it? Japanese Twitter user @taro_svs recently posted a picture of their math teacher taking a complex title. Bobo, 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 and simplifying it into more easy to understand terms. My math teacher has way too much sense. Their factorialization of Bobo, 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 Bobo has made me laugh out loud. Each of the katakana uh, characters above in the image of Bobo, the, the, the word for bow or the character for bow, might be a little hard to follow for those unfamiliar with Japanese language and math. Um, so let's go through it a little bit. First, we start out by rearranging the sloppy original title into something cleaner. We're assuming that the variables bo and bo are the same as well. So we convert bo bo bo, bo bo, bo bo to parentheses bo to the third power minus bow parentheses parentheses bow minus bow squared <laughs> next we remove a bow from each parentheses and since we take a bow from each we have to square it so bow squared 
parentheses bo squared minus one parentheses one minus bo parentheses which then makes it uh they go through the formula and it ends up becoming negative bo squared parentheses bo plus one parentheses parentheses bo minus one parentheses squared and there you have it so if you ever need to talk about bobo bo bobo bo, bo again don't go around using its unnecessarily complex title use the much simpler title bo squared oh negative bo squared bo plus one bo minus one squared instead <laughs> you know sometimes we get this and other times we'll get the line method for a multiplication from japanese math professionals fun with numbers y'all if that's what you want to call it christ almighty are we done yep yeah 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 i think it's time to go home yeah yep I'm already home but okay yes it's time to shut this mother down so, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, what we tell you what we like and don't like, we're being straight up about it. So, there you go. So, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you can find links to our weekly podcast, anime reviews, convention reviews, uh, cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, our editorials, and other cool stuff. That's all at AnimeJamSession.com. Uh, we have a bunch of anime re uh, convention reports that are coming out this week, so definitely check them out. Don't forget, you can find our podcast on various sites like iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM. I believe you can find us on iHeartRadio as well. They also handle podcasts. Anything, any program you use for podcast uh, searching and downloading, find us there at Jam Session. <clears throat> and also, what's cool is a lot of these sites allow you to leave reviews. So, leave a review. We'd like to know what's up. That would be awesome. Don't forget, we're also on other social media platforms as well. YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. And to everybody that follows us on our, those platforms, thank you so much for following us and your love and support. We really could not do this show without y'all. And now, we're going to go around the room for our last words. So, last words. Mako-chan! Um... Yeah, I'm tired and I can't wait to go to sleep. But at the same time, yay, it's already Tuesday. Last word, Ari. I'm still trying to figure out why it looks like I have one eyebrow permanently lower than the other one on camera. Last word, Ichigo. I'm going to go read a battle rules book on Numenera and get ready for building my character tomorrow. I also think this is probably the last show I'll be on for a little while, so... Thanks for having me, and it's been super fun. And my last words is, I need some more water. It's hot up in here. Hmm. 
that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And don't forget, in, in about two weeks, we'll have our first guest live on our show, Trixel Cosplay. She'll tell us why she was on Dr. Pimple Popper and a lot more. So that is it. It's time to get up on out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Bye. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. All right, that's it. We're out of here. Fucking bullshit. Oh, God damn it, Ari. Good night, y'all. <laughs> now I had to kick, I had to restart the ending track for a few more minutes. All right, we're out of here. Good night, y'all. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!